Good morning and welcome to EG Like Sunday Morning. I'm Piers Wainer, standing in for Jess, who is away. I'm joined by the puissant Pui and the um, something Sam. I'm not as good at this as, as Jess is. I can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, who are both going to be brilliant. And we're going to be talking about the things that we've had in uh, in the Mac this week. So um, I, w- I was thinking we could talk about the the tech awards that are in there, all this sort of good news. But there's actually there's there's the sort of the, the stinky elephant in the room, isn't there? That we're starting to see some we're starting to see some bad news stories coming through. The note from Mike Prue. Should we start there? You said stinky elephant in the room, just as my dog farted. So <laughs> uh, this uh, people listening to the podcast obviously can't smell it. But I've got the sort of uh, aromatic feel of how stinky the market is uh, as well. So help me along with this conversation. There's no, so, no way that I can really follow that up, really. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I won't. Um, but uh, but yeah, a bit of a bit of doom and gloom uh, really on our in our market pages uh, this week. So uh, yeah, one of real estate's best known analysts, Mike Pruce, has said uh, REITs are being priced for a second um, global financial crisis or a, or a GFC two, as he called it. And although beds, sheds, and meds, I've got it in the right order, uh, should remain in uh, favour, uh, retail rents are, are deemed likely to fall below sustainable levels to cover rate bills and described high maintenance capex offices as melting icebergs of value and that the browner they are the quicker they'll melt yeah and again that's just horrible that's horrible imagery isn't it yeah he's not known for his um sort of bullish um comments is he is he uh mr mike prue he's a he's definitely a a, a bear out out there but i think you know this isn't this is following up on some already pretty um, tough analyst notes out there on the mm. on the market. Analyst notes that you know quite often impact the the share price of our our REITs, and we saw just a week or so ago, you know, um, several billion wiped off the the value of um, the big REITs for for a, the same sort of comments coming through that uh, actually things aren't looking looking that good, and it's you know it is. Uh, it is a conversation that is being had quite a lot now. Whenever I talk to people, there is um, a lot of doom and gloom, even from the consultants, um, which are usually the ones who want to talk up the market. But even they are saying, you know, look, the um, the market is in a different different place. And we've just had this week, actually, um, BlackRock have just put out there their um q2 figures and their profits are down 20 percent. and larry fink the man him, himself has said you know we're in an investment environment not seen for for decades and the start of the year has been really really tough you know investors are navigating um high inflation rising rates the worst start to the year for um, stocks and bonds you know the worst start to the year that people have seen in more than 50 50 years it's it's pretty rotten out there or pretty and pretty scary i think for for a lot of people a lot of people haven't haven't experienced this before and you know the the benefit i suppose of real estate is it's a a physical asset and you know there are cycles and what goes up does what goes down sorry does come back up but there there will be victims along the way and i think uh, you know mike's comment around the the brown assets is 
is a really valid point. And, you know, there's there's all sorts of data out there that shows there's so much of um, London's mm. office stock anyway that isn't, is not going to be fit for purpose when new regulations come in, um, the new demands from occupiers. So there's, a, there's a huge amount of capex that's going to be needed to bring these buildings up to up to speed. And if that isn't there because investors are getting a little bit nervous and are thinking, mm, where else do I put my money or do I just sit on it for a little while? <laughs> Maybe it, you know, it's going to make more money for me in the bank than it is in um, property at the moment. Then, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a gloomy old time, isn't it? And, and you said, Pui, you were saying that, the, you know, the the strong sectors of, of beds, sheds and meds um, would continue to be strong. But but we're, we're even seeing difficulties on with sheds, aren't we? I mean, the piece. Oh, yeah. Week. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, I think the general consensus is that even those sectors, they, they might sort of be able to um, weather the storm a bit better than uh, than others, but are by no means uh, immune to it all. So, um, so yeah, I mean, industrial investment and take up is, is down uh, across the board and around seven billion of stock is um, understood to be uh, available both on and off the market but uh, some believe this will be pretty hard to shift as the market cools and uh, pricing has softened as well over the past couple of months in response to increasing cost of debt um, however is is there a bubble and is it popping um, experts still don't seem to think so um, given that you know the occupier story still looks quite solid so you know there's for years now there's been a, a big lack in sort of new schemes and, and um, shortage in uh, development um, uh, so the supply shortage will be pushing up rents or well, that's the argument in, in, in any case and and in DTRE's uh, latest uh, big box report they think rents are going to grow by 4.6 percent uh, every year until the end of uh, 2024 so that's still sort of underpinning uh, the, the market um, really um and and yeah i mean on the whole there are there were signs that industrial might have passed its peak or is you know coming down from some really quite um his, you know the historic highs that we've we've seen but um but still broadly speaking uh yeah i mean it'll just be interesting to see how how it goes i suppose <laughs> i think it'll be interesting won't it because we're seeing from people i um i've been talking to and i'm sure you have that it's the you know, the, the US investors who are really heavily focused on um, UK assets, particularly in, in industrial, have just gone, ooh, you know what, we'll just, um, we're just going to sit back a little, little bit, you know, um, there's interest rate rises in, in the UK, the Fed is about to um, push up interest yeah. rates in, in the US, actually, you know, does that, does that 3% on the, on the shed actually look, look good anymore can I can I handle that and I think they're saying mm, no we can't but that does of course release um, some opportunities for those UK investors who are being priced out by by the big bad Americans so it's all swings and roundabouts is, isn't it with um, with this wonderful world that we get to sort of um, have a peek in, <laughs> into but um, but the the narrative and the confidence I think ha does have quite a quite an impact there because maybe we'll just see more and more people sitting on their hands thinking well if it's going down maybe well, I'll just exactly. wait 
Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, as you say, with them, um, I mean, yeah, we, we might see more UK um, investors pop up now, but equally, they might be just as likely to sort of see that yields are, are still moving outwards and don't really show any signs of stopping. So maybe there'll be an element there, too, of, of them just thinking, oh, maybe I should sit tight as well and wait for the right level. So, yeah, as you say. I think that, that thing that you mentioned earlier, Sam, about the fact that this is these are things that haven't been seen for a while. These are new experiences for quite a lot of the the, the younger players in the market um and we, we're seeing that aren't we because i neil sinclair's got a, a new venture as um, the old palace capital um boss and he's um but he's saying that he's also being being sought after by some of these younger players for advice and is do, do you think that is just that people are, are th- saying you've seen this before you've lived through this you've managed to steer a company through this give us all of your advice I think it's a necessity, isn't it? I mean, you know, we have, and you know, I spoke about this a few weeks ago in the in the leader. I'm a big um, supporter of bringing fresh faces into this industry and giving our our next generation, our now generation, as you call it, a opportunity to to lead. And you know, we need their ideas and uh, their joy de vivre, or however you say. Um, in this in- industry to give it that sort of lifeblood but we can't discount um or push away those people who have been there and and seen it and not just read it in a book you know they've actually yeah. actually a- experienced that is so so important that we reach out to those those people and ask um you know help help us help us under- understand they're such a it's such a vital part of any business to have that that um that bit of grey matter I suppose yeah. I suppose to to help us on on through and you know for for Neil, Neil's been doing this for decades and decades and decades hasn't he he's probably seen more than two re- recessions in his yeah. in his co- career I think he said um I can't remember the, the the age he said he was to to Tim in that story but he has no it's well past retirement age but he's not giving up any any I time think he's, he's seventy nine isn't he but, no, but yeah he's, he's like def- definitely not definitely not time to retire. So one, one, oh, sorry. No, carry on. Oh, I was just going to make a, a totally, well, slightly um, irrelevant side note, but one one detail I really did enjoy in uh, Tim's article was that he was uh, en route to, to York uh, as they spoke. Yeah, I just thought that was quite a funny little, funny little detail. Well, I think that's it. But I think it's a really important detail because he, this this is a, you know, old school um, property player who goes and sees properties, mm. you know, and, you know, as much as, um tech and data helps us make decisions there's nothing quite like going and actually getting a, a vibe for a place and seeing and understanding and um and i think you know i think neil probably takes quite a lot of joy from from that as well which is why he's able to still love what he does at, at 79 yeah oh i meant it more from the well i mean equally that but also the from the perspective of possible shareholders of palace capital <laughs> they have quite a big scheme in york <laughs> what's do. he doing going to york <laughs> We've got uh, politically, we've got some uh, some old hands coming back up, haven't we? The uh, new levelling up secretary is is a is a bit of an old hand. Um, but also, I mean, what you've been you must have been talking to your contacts this week, both of you, about about what's going on there. I mean, it seems that when the Tory leadership contest started, there were a couple of people who had at least some property focused policies. Um, some economic policies, maybe they seem to have all fallen aside. You know, it looks as though the the only people talking about real estate have um, have been knocked out of the competition. Is that the the feel that that the people you're talking to are getting? Yeah, for sure. I was. Um, so we were judging for the EG Awards 
um this this week so I was with quite a lot of um different people from different sectors of the industry and we were talking about well you know is there anyone there that's going to be any good for for real estate and all all mm. I got was sort of blank faces back but I also think there's a bit of a, a people were happy with um uh Greg Clark as um yeah. in the leveling up de- department but you know higher up the up the chain it was a bit of well you know um I don't know what happens and actually does it really matter because they've you know they've never even in Boris when um you know they've never really had someone who understands them you know Boris looked like he did when he was was mayor but suddenly you know once you get to a position of real power you forget about um forget about this little industry of ours that actually has so so much potential to to help a you know a leader of of this company put the economy right again and it seems that even the ones that that are sort of paying lip service I, I noticed that Liz Truss who's still in the running it's down to five now isn't it so um she's she's still in the running and made a, a speech that was meant to put leveling up front and center but then said that she was going to do it differently and it wasn't going to have investment it was just going to be about tax-free zones and maybe some planning um restrictions being lifted um but you know it's, it doesn't have that sort of that that hard focus does it no and i think you know what look i think if this it, I think it, this industry needs to forget all the politics, actually, and mm. you know it ha- it has the power to get on with this. You, you know, the Leveling Up report we heard how important the private sector is to to yeah. getting it getting yeah. it done. Well, then forget about the politics. Just get on and do it. You know, if you can if you can create a better place in um, areas of, of this country that really need investment that but could be wonderful places to live live work and play then just get on and do it and you know forget about any anyone else and and actually you know we have so many great leaders in in the real estate community let them lead and forget about the muppets that are um you know sort of having this competition at the moment throwing each other under under buses like let's let let us lead by example and just um just get it done we, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring <laughs> with, a, with a rousing speech like that. I'd vote for you, Sam. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. We'll, I'll, I'll second. There we go. I think you probably <laughs> that's got. That's it. Have I won? You've won. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Wait, what else has been going on this week? What, what's caught your eye? Um, there were quite some. Well, I mean, actually, there's a fair bit going on this week. Um, I think in in the planning space, there's been um, quite a lot um going on. Um, for a hot minute, it looks like Time Out would finally be getting um approval for that food market in Spitalfields that they've been trying for absolutely years to push through, but um the decision was uh, deferred at the at the last uh, at the last moment. So it's now um. Uh, been moved to August, uh, so we have a little while yet to to await and see whether they will finally finally get closer to that food hall. Um, I mean, I I mean, I personally, I wouldn't mind a <laughs> a food hall there if it does come out. It's it's just a stone's throw from where we are currently, but um, at our office anyway. But um, there's been quite a few objections, um, and uh, the iconic uh, print works uh, in Canada Water mm. will be closing to after British land got approval uh, to turn it into a big office and retail scheme and while it's a it's a it is a legendary venue and I will I will personally be quite sad to to see it go um, it was only ever intended as a meanwhile use so 
to quote someone who's been in the media a lot recently, I guess the them's the breaks. Um, them's are the breaks, but I think they are also considering whether to retain a venue there as well and not turn it all into offices. I think um, BL has enjoyed very much the um, the sort of life that the print works mm. brings to brings to that area, and um, it's been really successful hasn't it? Um, but whatever happens, the print works as we know it now is going to have to close for a couple of years, isn't it? And um, while they go on and, and regenerate. But um, I was always hopeful of taking the EG awards to print works um, oh. one, one year. And I was hoping that next year would be the year. And um, this has thrown a spanner in the works. Oh, well, there you go, Bridgeland. Uh, you're obviously you will be listening to this. I, I know. What more incentive do you need to retain a venue? <laughs> EG Awards and also Puy going there and throwing shapes in the churches of sound. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Do, do you want to do a bit of a quiz? Do you want a bit of a quiz? Should we do that? I, I mean, I've, I've already won at being PM, so yeah, let's go for it. I mean, this is true, in which case this is your first Prime Minister's question time. Puy, <laughs> um, you can be leader of the opposition. Um, I'll, I'll Puy is speaker. actually PM with a G ah. as well. But, you know. Like PM for PM. Yeah. I'm putting that's my party slogan, I've decided. Yeah. <laughs> PM for PM. I think that's <laughs> been done. I think I think plenty more. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah but... Did not realise that. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? We're gonna start with the news round. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Sam's going first. Excellent. Sam. What is the name of Neil Sinclair's new venture? No, that's not correct, I'm afraid. It's not called Old Bugger. <laughs> Damn it, I don't know. I don't know. He he has a bit of a naming strategy. Oh, does he? He does, yeah. If he um, had taken it if he'd taken advice from his daughter, Emma Sinclair, I'm sure it would have been named after a Muppet. Um but it's not, is it? Uh no, it, it is it is uh Pui, do you wanna do you wanna dive in there? Yeah, uh, pristine capital. That's oh, yeah, right. pristine. So hang on, I'm gonna have to. I always get the scoring wrong on this, so I'm gonna have to write this down as we go along. Because what is the naming strategy? It's a PC, Peace. isn't it? It's, he yeah. always does PC. Yeah, he does PC for everything, and it's uh, to do with the names of his uh, wife and his mother, I believe. Oh, Pamela, yes, it's his wife. Um, do you do either of you know what, uh, according to a vote in 2021, is the most pristine capital? Oh, Diamonds? this is just a bonus for fun. Diamonds? No, the most bo- the, the cleanest capital city, the most. The oh, most pristine oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, I like that though. That was good. No, um, no, no, no. I like that. Yeah. The cleanest capital city, uh, Vancouver. Oh, Back. good. Tallinn ah. in Estonia. So there you go. Now you know. Um, but that wasn't one of the the important questions of the quiz. That was just for funsies. Um, Pui, your question though: um, Who needed more time for timeout? We've already oh. told us about the story, but who was it? Who needed more time for timeout? The council. Which was? <laughs> oh no! The council is it? It's like the big London one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Big London Council. To the City it, it, of London <laughs> Corporation. It's it's the one next to it. It's, it's Tower Hamlets. Tower which, of course, uh. of course, we 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 all knew that. Yeah. Yes. But they they, as you said, decided they needed to give time out of time out. Um, um, back in August. Uh, so on to the next round. That's a that's a, a nil nil so far. <laughs> um, good start. So on to the next round, which I'm calling the get to the back of the mic. 
flag round, uh, just so that I could do that. So these are these are some nice little questions gleaned from the pages further into the magazine. So, uh, Sam, you're first. Uh, what method is used to measure rights of light infringements? Ooh. Get your geek on. Is it a torch? <laughs> it's a guy with his hand there going oh, uh, there's some light here there's I, I imagine there are a couple of people the recent students and, and lawyers who are just shouting at yeah. the, whatever you device idiot. they're using for go and do your yeah. APC then you'll know exactly um, can, can you remember this Pui? I, I do not I'm afraid no, I'm not at all surprised it's the Waldrum method oh of course it ah, is um, which, uses, which uses the total the total amount of of sky essentially and then works out of a bit of that anyway the point of the article in the magazine is that it's not a perfect method because it's not a perfect method but it does sound the waldron method to me like it could be a really good netflix series yeah so netflix yeah, i know you're listening um so uh Pui, um which were the two fastest companies at the jll property triathlon no <laughs> I, I don't oh no I, I mean I, I don't I don't know but I'm gonna guess JLL good yes guess. that is one of them yes <laughs> and the other is EG <laughs> if only if only no J, oh. uh, yeah JLL JLL for swimming and then for for the 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 duo the is it called duathlon the duathlon 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 good um that one um it was it was Grosvenor oh were you nice. taking part in this one Sam or were you just sort of standing there cheering people on <laughs> just standing there just, just standing, standing there standing there with your arms sort of tussing I was taking part and for the first time I did the relay and I did it with um two uh, wonderful friends from the industry the um amazing swimmer that is uh, Lil Halton from Carter Jonas and the most epic cyclist that is Lisa Gunn from um from TFT and uh we snuck a win in um, despite probably being the oldest um, trio there, uh, we uh, so we should... don't discount the oldies. They don't know discount stuff. the oldies. We might have creaky knees, <laughs> but we can still still move. But it was really thanks to um, Lil was first out the swim, and then uh, Lisa was a machine on the bike, and nobody overtook her. And then it was just down to me to make sure so, that so I could sort of walk around, hold on, <laughs> on the, Yeah, I crawled. Just took um, a stroll. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's good. So we, yeah, we were very surprised and very happy to raise a cup above our head. Very good. Now I, I think that was. So you got, you got one of them there, please. So I think mm. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a point for that. Oh, thanks. That's that's one nil. Can I get a point for actually winning? <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, that does deserve a point. Yeah. Did you get a medal or something? Did you we get got a cup and we got a lovely bottle each of um, Verve. So hang on, you got a bottle of champagne and you got a cup and you still yeah. want a point. Yeah. Unbelievable. Fine, fine. Have it. Take it. <laughs> Good grief. Moon on a stick. That's what you want. Um, and this was it, it raised money for the WWF. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't wrestling. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. It is, you know, yeah. They, they probably need some more, don't they? <laughs> they? They do. So, no, it was, yeah, World um, Wildlife Foundation. Um, and it's uh, a new charity partner for JLL. They're going to be working with them for three years and raised. 180,000 pounds um, and there'll be more to more to come so what a great charity okay. to to support especially when real estate is, is working so hard a, around sustainability so bravo to them and there were pandas so what's better than that what well people dressed up as pandas so. 
Right, because I was about to say that's probably why they're, you know, endangered. Is if yeah. you're forcing them to run triathlons. I mean, they can't <laughs> swim for a start. I've a never seen a panda on a, bike, on a bicycle. <laughs> it's a good image. I like it. Um, right, next round. Come on, focus, people, focus. What is it? One all. One all. We'll call it one all. Um, this is the "Have you been looking at my bits?" round. <laughs> um, this. These are some questions drawn from the various bits that I've written in this week's magazine, okay, just to prove that I haven't I... been incredibly lazy. Anyway, um, so Sam, let's start with you. What does Upflex founder Christophe Garnier do to relax? I haven't read your piece yet. Um... I mean, it's a, it's a good one for a, a long soak in the bath. I think it's probably you know it's one of those sort of pieces. It's... Does he? Um... Draw a long bath and put some nice salts in there. He doesn't. I was deliberately misleading oh. you there. That was mean of me. Although it is to do with water. Uh, does he go surfing? He, he does. Like he might yes. be a, ah, he does. there we go. He does. He goes surfing. He's a surfer dude. Um, but he does. He does it to completely switch off from everything else. That Hits the is, waves. Is that safe to switch off from everything while you're surfing? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, your question. In which country? Are two thirds of the world's semiconductors made? Oh, um, semiconductor. Just in case any of you don't know, that that's basically half a Simon Rattle. Wait, two two countries? Did you say? No, which one country? Oh, There's one, one, country one country that is responsible for two thirds. Two thirds of the world's microchips. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say uh, China. No, they they are big, but it's Taiwan. Yes, in fact. One company on its own, which is T TSMC, makes uh, more than half of the world's total supply. It's wow. one company. And uh, TSMC, it's a brilliantly named company. That's That stands for the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. I mean, <laughs> Very wow. wrong for you. Yeah. <laughs> tell, us, tell us, Piers, why you've been writing about semiconductors in a real estate magazine this, this um, week. I just got confused. I, I filed it for the wrong mag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sort of it's it's on the it's on the prop tech side. So the the desire for for buildings to become smarter to use that data that's it's gaining real momentum. But there is this problem that um, there's been a, a shortage of semiconductors for the past two years, um, largely to do with with COVID, but also for other reasons. Um, and it's just shown up how vulnerable these supply chains are, um, and quite a lot of the the little bits of kit that we'll need. Not now because you know it's not as though um, every building is going to become smart tomorrow, um, if only. But at some point, there will be that hu a huge demand for this, and it will be competing with other huge demands. Um, right. So is that is that a point each? What happened there? Oh no, I waffling no, I, so I did much. Not have a point there. No. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I don't, I don't think I had a point <laughs> at all. Sam, you got to surfing eventually, didn't you? I got Should to we surfing. Say you got a one point. Yeah. Good. You okay. can take away my um, just because I was at the triathlon. <laughs> and managed to win caused by two other women that point away from me. So the, champagne, we are, the champagne's enough for you now. The champagne is enough. have a third of a point, perhaps. Have a third of a point. So you've got one and a third points <laughs> against one. one point. Good. I mean, that's not confusing at all. Jess, please come back. We need you. We need you. <laughs> the final round of the quiz, you'll be delighted to hear, is the diary round. So, Sam, starting with you again. Um, what does Giesborough Town Hall now have inside it? Um, 
Um, does it have a floor? It does have a floor, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. Oh, okay. I don't. I do not know. And I, I, I'm looking and thinking, should I cheat here? But I do not know. <laughs> yeah, that was very good to own that. I mean, we could see your eyes flicking desperately yeah, yeah. in front. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I'm just no. worried that you can hear the. <laughs> It's uh, it's got inside it. It's got a mini replica of itself made by Steve Mays out of 25,000 Lego bricks. <gasps> I love Lego. I know you love Lego. 25,000 Lego bricks to build a replica of the thing. He had to he apparently had to stall in making it halfway through because they hadn't finished doing the building works around you know, <laughs> of the actual thing. So then he had to pause and then wait for them to catch up. And then he was able to do all the interiors the same. And inside, this is the best bit, inside the miniature replica of the town hall is a miniature replica of the town hall. Whoa. Mind blown. And inside that, <laughs> it just... What, Steve May, is that his name, did you say? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's got a website that I can't remember. But if you have a look at this week's diary page, you will find, find Steve it. Steve May. Yeah. Everyone gets Steve Mays, May to make Mays, sorry, to make one of their buildings out of Lego. That'd be very cool. Have you made anything recently, Sam? I'm just making at the not at this very moment because I'm working, obviously. But uh, uh, I am now building the um, uh, DeLorean from Back to the That's Future. That's so cool. That's very cool. I've that already made cool. Doc and Marty. I've got them as the figures yet, but yeah, building the DeLorean. Wait, are they so are they like big figures made out of lots of little bits or are no, they no, like no, little they're just, Lego people? Just the Lego Lego people. But that would be great, wouldn't it? I don't know what to do after the DeLorean because I've done most of the, the like ones that you can still pretend to be an adult and, and build. I mean, are we pretending to be adults here? Is that what's happening with, with building things out of Lego? We beyond that. It, it's engineering, I'll have you know. It's very it right, can yes. be very complex. Absolutely. I, th I think just 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 own your inner kid. Like, just go for it. It's, I'm, who I'm, doesn't like Lego? Who doesn't like Lego? If anyone listening has any suggestions for what Sam could be building next, please do get in touch in the usual way. Um, we'll be eager to hear any suggestions. Um, and last question. We, this is for you. In his note this week, Jeffrey's Mike Prue made a wonderfully obtuse reference to Sir Isaac Newton discovering the laws of optics during the plague year. But what did Newton do to famously test his theories about optics? Oh, was this that really horrible and gross story you mentioned in the other morning meeting the other day with the, yeah. oh, like, so, I, I don't know, you, you mentioned something about an eye and I tuned it out and it was all very gory. And, <laughs> I know, yeah. I could see you wince at the time, so I brought <laughs> it up again. You want to win the point, right? I mean, come on. I mean, I just remembered it being something pretty gross about poking eyes. I think something. that'll do. There's a point. <laughs> okay. Have a point. Brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, he 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 stuck a, a a needle, like a bodkin needle, into his eye socket, <sighs> and squeezed his eye out of shape Why? and sort of twanged on the on the optic nerve, um, just to see what would happen. So when he said about standing on the shoulders of giants, he was also, you know, he poked himself in the eye so we don't have to. But I think that's quite a, a good reference that, that, you know, stabbing yourself in the eye repeatedly with a needle is probably what Reitz would rather do than read another one of Mike Prue's notes. That's the end of the quiz. So, we, you're, you're the winner. What? You're victorious. Oh. 
Yeah. You you win uh, you win a, a cup uh, and a bottle of Verve Clicquot. And Fantastic. if you just uh, if you give Sam a shout, she'll be able to to give that to you. Um, <laughs> she's got it sitting around somewhere in her flat. Oh, so I drank it straight away. Of course I did. <laughs> well, not uh, not straight away because I was driving after I'd parked the car <laughs> and entered the house and then straight away. Did you drink it out of the cup, out of the the, the trophy? No, because we actually gave the trophy back to JLL because they're going to um, inscribe it with our names. Well, Sam, Pui, thank you very much for joining me. And thank you, everybody, for listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. But don't worry, Jess will be back next week. Normal service will resume. So from us, bye-bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>